every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Saturday morning Q&A with Sean Mike. Sean, thanks for coming in. Yeah. So we have um, the first question is from at Stephen.ye. Okay. And it is, with everyone trying to recruit on job boards, how do you separate yourself from other agencies when it comes to recruiting, like direct messages on Instagram or LinkedIn, even warm market? That's a very good question. Um, first of all, great studio. Wait till everybody sees the new and improved Factory Fresh Studios. I know. Like, it's actually pretty intense. When is that going to be done? Drew? Um, like 90 days. 90 but. days. What, no, there is not going to be a studio out there like that one. Um, you know, I, I think, first of all, I think we get away from the whole psychology behind a lot of the business. And I think that's where we end up getting in trouble. Meaning, if I'm trying to recruit you, I should spend a lot of time about thinking, who do I want to recruit, and what does he or she think like, right? Like, like who am I? I've gone some college business with my son. Some of the ones I like the message when they're like, this is our message. This is who we are. This is what we believe in. And you have to ask yourself if you're a good fit. Like, I like that because it provides structure, right? And it does push away people that don't think that way. So I think, Stephen, the first thing for me was I knew I had to attract people that were, that were hard workers. So for me, if I was trying to figure out, is that me that beeping? Okay, if I'm trying to figure out what's, how to find those hard workers, right? So I, I want to differentiate myself because I want the hard worker to go, I'm attracted to that. And I want the guy or girl that goes on the job board for fun because they have no intentions of working. I want them to be pushed away. So I was always very creative and it did work very well for us years ago. Um, I was a big fan of hard work required. I was a big fan on, you know, get paid what you're worth if you work. Um, I was working really hard to let everybody know that it wasn't for everybody. Um, I, I still to this day, and I don't do it anymore, so you guys have better ads than I ever did, I'm sure. But athletic and military experience required. The phone rang off the heart, you know, messaged us, called us, emailed us. We couldn't. The responses were ridiculous. So I think, Stephen... And, and when you're direct messaging or warm market, you know, I, I think winners want to know, you know, I always come back to, you know, listening to this guy, Reuben Foster. That was the best recruiting advice I've gotten. And he went to the University of Alabama. And he was recruited by every school in the entire country. And he knew he was good because he was good. And uh, they said, why'd you choose Alabama? And he said, uh, well, I walked into the office and Coach Saban Looked up from his paperwork and said, have a seat. And he said, hey, Ruben, the way I look at it is everybody's recruiting you, and you have the opportunity to come here and compete for a job like everybody else. And you can come to Alabama, and you can win national championships with us, or you can go to other schools and watch us win national championships. And I think that was a big thing for me is, um, does my sound good, Drew? Yeah, he cut out for a sec. Yeah, keep going. 
And I think for me, one of the things that occurred was I started thinking, like, if you want to work really hard, you'd be very, and win championships, you'd very be, we're a championship team. I mean, guys, like, we're going to, if we don't do a billion this year, we're going to be really damn close. And that is literally 15 times bigger than anybody we allegedly compete with. We know we pay the highest comp in the industry. What, what, are we, what are we worried about? Why aren't we just saying this is who we are? If you'd like to join us, let me know. And this is what's going to be required to be successful. Why are we not doing that? And I think that's a differentiator, Steve. And I think a lot of people say the exact same thing over and over again. Hey, you're looking to make some extra money outside of what you're doing now. I don't even know what that means. So what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say to everybody is this. Figure out who you are. Who do you want to work with and be in business with? And how do people winning in life want to be recruited? When you're trying to beg somebody to do something or you're making it sound, I've looked at jobs for many years that sounded way too easy and like anybody can be involved. It's no different than athletics. If you like, hey, it's open enrollment at the school or anybody can play there, I wouldn't be interested, but I want to win. And I, I win. I, I, I can compete at a high level. I don't want to go. I, I want to go somewhere. Winners want to be around other people winning. And workers want to be around other people working. So, Stephen, I think, you know, I can give you a hundred cliche things to say, but I'll be honest with you. We have the highest comp should make the most difference to you. This is stuff I lived with. Why would you sign a contract? I did that. That, that seemed, I ran ads that said, you may not like working with us, but you should try us first because we're the only ones I'm aware of that don't require a contract. I did stuff like that. You know, if you want to get paid the most per policy based on the compensation, why would you not join us? I'd run, I used to run ads that said, comp matters. If somebody says it doesn't, ask them to pay you more. And I send the license agents. It was just, I wanted them, if, we, if they see the same thing, they won't look at it. That's marketing one-on-one, right? You hit them with something they've never seen. They're like, dude, I'll start following that. I'll read that. I might not do it, but I'll read it. But everybody has the exact same pitch. You have to be a differentiator. Talk about some of your background. Talk about the things you've done. But you got to start thinking psychologically. What do winners think like? Steven, you're a winner. What were you looking for? You're a very hard worker. You have an athletic background. You care about people. What were you looking for when somebody reached out to you? And I'm a much bigger fan of social work networking than I am job boards. Dude, so check this out. When I <clears throat> worked at the grocery store. I always like good Stater Brothers story. Yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> so... I was working at the grocery store. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was going to college. And this lady would always, you had to ask if they wanted you to take their groceries out to their car for them. And they'd put like secret shoppers in and try to catch people not asking if you said, would you like me to take your groceries out? Well, this lady always had me take her groceries out every week. She'd come in, even if she barely had anything, can you take my groceries to my car? And she had a nice car. So I, I would ask her, what do you do? And she said, her husband sells life insurance. So I went home and I talked to a few people in business and I asked them if they think I should sell life insurance. And one of the responses was, it's really hard. Most people won't do it, but the ones that do do it make a lot of money. And it made me want to do it because it was really hard. Because of who you are, because you're a hard worker, you're serious about your life, and you want to make a good living. That's yeah. why. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Because your other guys that bag groceries were probably like, damn, that's why I don't want to do it. Exactly, yeah. But if we can just find the people that actually want it to be hard. And there's more of those people than you think there are. 
Yeah. Take all, and I'm not, this doesn't have to be anything in the world, right? It's not everything, but all the people that competed in their lives. I don't care if it was football, baseball, track, cheerleading, pageants, dance. They found something to compete at. They put hard work in at something they loved. Well, when they get to a certain age and realize, I love taking care of my family financially, and they fall in love with that, what they'll put into it is pretty amazing. But I think a lot of people just have this attitude of, well, you know, I'm just going to I've never been a throw as much against the wall and see what sticks kind of person. I haven't because if the average agent, average agent, average could help 20 families a month and not 10, how many families could we help cumulatively? Mm -hmm. We were pretty low bar. And the industry's average is like half a family. I don't even know how you do that. I guess you do like it's half a picket fence, half a dad. I don't know, but I, I look at how little volume they do. So it's because, and there's a lot of people. That want that. Yes. And they don't, they run by your ads because the people that want it. If, if four people said, Andrew, it's dumb, you'd have ignored it. If four people said, it's the easiest thing in the world, anybody can do it. You'd be like, no, they can't. That's always made me nervous when people are like, anybody can do it. I'm like, no, they can't. No, I mean, they have the ability to do it, but they won't. Mm-hmm. So stop acting like it's so easy for everybody. It is hard work. It's the only differentiator. How about that? I used to run an ad. It sounds stupid, right? What if hard work was the only thing standing between you and making good money? And people that worked hard would reach out to me and go, dude, I'm a hard worker. I'd be like, everybody says that. They'd be like, no, I am. I'd be like, okay, we're going to have a chance for, to see that you're a hard worker. Let me tell you what we're doing. You think people that are lazy are going to, you know, of course they're not going to respond. And it's almost like, I said something the other day, I've been doing all these staff meetings. And the person's like, I'm a contracting manager. And I'm like, do you know why your job exists, right? Your job exists because these two recruit the wrong people and you have to hold their hand through contracting. Because I could have done the contracting here when I was probably seven. When I was seven years old, I think I was intelligent enough to follow the prompts and get contracted, let alone being 18 and above. So you're recruiting people that don't even want to get contracted and then you have to like call them and email them and text them. Nobody had to call you and beg you to contract. No, dude, I was dying to get contracted. Why would you not be? That was your way to help families make money. Yeah. I was driving everybody insane to get contracted. We still are driving everybody insane. <laughs> <laughs> Just about All other right. things. All right. Next question from uh, at Alex Peraza TV. How do you keep agents accountable while not making them feel micromanaged? You know, first of all, Alex, you have to earn the right. I, I say it to everybody and everything they're doing. You have to earn the right. I don't care if you're coaching, you think you're mentoring, you're training, whatever it is, you have to earn the right. And I think psychologically, what people do is if Andrew gives me advice, the first place I go to is does he have the right to? Before, before all the words come out of his mouth, I start thinking, does he possess the right to give me advice? And in this business, what I will tell you, and I've said this to everybody, so please don't anybody take this personally. When Andrew was rolling with us and only helping so many families to begin, I'm like, dude, they're not going to listen to you if you don't start doing more. And then you, you know, did more than everybody else, your Hall of Fame producer were killing it. But you have to ask yourself, I think some of you have to know when to leave people alone because you don't know what they're going through. And that's that's very powerful for people when you can say, I don't know. You know, like, like, if Andrew called me up eight, seven years ago and said, hey, man, I need some help writing more annuities and IULs, I would have said, well, let's find somebody that can help you. If Andrew had said, man, I need to do better at recruiting, I'd be like, let's find somebody to help you. So for those of you not in the field, 
and you're, if you're an integrity partner, you can't be in the field. Your team's doing, you know, helping thousand families plus a month. I get it. You're not in the field. But if outside of that, you're not in the field, stop giving advice in sales. You don't have some grandfathered in right to give advice. It, you don't possess it. No, because the person's not going to receive your information. They're going to think, they don't actually think you're micromanaging them. They think that you're talking out of turn. If, if I bring, if when Atlas plays football, and he will, and if I go down in that damn field, and some dude who plays video games, who's never played football, is coaching Atlas, I'm going to tackle him. Okay, and I'm probably going to break his ribs because that's disrespectful. I'm going to go over and be like, hey, Atlas, come here for a minute, bro. You got a minute? And I'll be like, hey, coach, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I live in Florida. How's it going? Where'd y'all play at? He'll be like, I didn't play. I just like, I like watching on TV a lot. You know, you, so I guess for a lot of you, make sure you're good at what you're giving. Make sure you're currently good at what you're giving advice on. Andrew, you see me and I tend to, to, do the best I can. I Listen, I've helped a lot of families. I helped more the first two or three months that we were in business than I think and I'm trying, than I think anybody has working here. We have some people that do a ton, so maybe, but it's not far away. And my average premium was very low, so it wasn't as high. I don't think everybody said, I'm not, I don't say that to be, I say it to be honest with you, that when I was full-time, we started the company, I was running the company in the field full-time, five, six days a week. But then I had to come out of the field, which I didn't want to, by the way, to run the company, do a bunch of other stuff. I'm, you've seen me, I don't give a lot of sales advice anymore. I, I know what I'm doing, but I just, I'm not doing it. Yeah, but you have the right to give business advice because you're at five meetings, maybe Correct. 10 meetings a week. Correct. Two meetings a day. So I stay in that world. Yeah. So for some of you, and I think that's what's holding a lot of people back, we've had a lot of folks that, that team starts helping 100 families in a month and they want to retire. And the thing is, I can't answer for integrity what they're doing. Integrity, I was like, what do they do? And I'm always kind of like, dude, I get weird. I'm like, what do they do? Like, what is he, you know, it's like, uh, it's like uh, wedding crashes. What is she doing in there? Like, what do you do all week long? So I think you better be helping 20, 30 families a month to give sales advice. You want to give product advice because you're good at product stuff? Go for it. So I think if you're, do if you're actually doing that, any of you, and then you're giving the advice, I think micromanaging comes into place when somebody's not. So I ask. That's how I've done it. Hey, Andrew, how'd your week go? Not very good. Would you like me to help? If Andrew goes, no, I just need more leads and run more appointments. I go, okay. I'll leave him alone. What if he doesn't do it the next week? I don't call him up and go, hey, Andrew. I help when Andrew wants me to help. The way I become very effective is I spend all my time in places where I can have a return on my investment on my time. You know, time's your greatest resource, blah, 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 blah. I get all that, you know. But at the end of the day, we all read these quotes and we all get it, but we can't, we can't stop. We keep spending time with somebody. If Andrew's never asked me for help, then he calls me. I go, hey, wait a minute. And this is what I, I told the guy, the other guy I do, are you okay? He's what do you mean? I said, why are you calling me asking me for help? He's like, well, 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 he's stumbling. Well, what do you mean? I go, I've known you for three years. You've never asked for anything. I'm not mad at you. What happened? Did you fall and bump your head? Are you, what's your, what do you want from me? And he's like, man, I'm just ready to grow this thing. But I've never bothered him ahead of time. Then I'm like, okay, well, if we talk for a little bit, I don't have all the answers to everything, but you do know you're going to have to work harder. Have a good attitude. I do all those things before I start trying to work with you. I think you start to feel like you're micromanaging people when you're talking at them. They're not asking for your help. Leave them alone. Problem is we have enough, we have too many people that can't stay out of the way. Leave them alone. When y'all started rolling, Andrew, I helped a lot early on. When you started rolling, I was just there to fix stuff or help you fix stuff when it was a problem. 
Other than that, I was like, dude, I'm just getting out of the way. This thing's a machine. But a lot of people have to get involved and figure it out. And teams that work autonomously and and crush it, like yeah, but something that you that I've learned from you is you don't need to micromanage because that's not what's going to help them. No, you know who's micromanaging? I hate to say this, but or people think they're micromanaging. People don't have anything to do. Like we had some folks that came out. Mark Mead's a great. Mark would tell you. Mark came out of the field earlier. Was trying to build his business. Didn't really know what to do. So used to be in the field three, four days a week. Micromanaging doesn't help. You're right, but he didn't know what to do. So he's like out of the field, like, what do I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? So he's trying to help, and he's calling people up. So, you know, they say that those that can't manage micromanage, I say with those that have nothing to do micromanage, because it's a great point. That guy or girl tends to do it for their own benefit. So they can say, look what I did this week. And micromanage is not going to help anybody. Actually, the reality is if I like you a lot and you are trying and I micromanage you, I'm doing way too much for you anyway. And what I'm saying is I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Oh, you don't know about a product? Ask me. I'll do it for you. You know about leads? Ask me. I mean, that's painful. Who wants to do that all day long every day? Nobody. Yeah, that's big. Okay, next question. At Sarah Manda Marie, what states are the most underserved by the insurance industry? Which states do we have the least agents in? Hold on. Before you before you say that, I want to read to you the top counties in the country for Go leads. For it. Okay. Appreciate it. So as of last week, Los Angeles, California alone, just that one county. 4,686 leads left over. Families that need us. Yeah, brand new, okay? Man. Uh, Bear, Texas. Is that how you say that? B-E-X-A-R? We're going to go with that because Bear sounds cool. Okay. 1781. Unbelievable. San Bernardino, California, 1,593. San Diego, California, 1,423. Come on. Cook County, Illinois, 1,337. Cook County's been like that for 12 years. I know. We, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for 12 years. No one. it's a great county. Yeah. People help a lot of families from out there. Dallas, Texas, 1,249. Unbelievable. Riverside, California, 1,204. Oh, that's the Mecca. Riverside's the best. I know. Harris, Texas, 1,199. And Miami-Dade, Florida, 1,021. It's funny you say that when you read those because that none of that surprises me, right? Um, what's most underserved? And I think the, the I think we're I think we mirror the industry pretty well. I have to say that I think that the states that we're under understaffed from an agent standpoint, or we don't have enough people to meet all these needs. Are, and again, it probably right the populations of states. I would have said Florida, Florida, California, and Texas. I would have said that before hearing that. Um, Texas has been like. When I say a problem, meaning we've just not had enough people there since day one. There are other companies that have much bigger presence in, in Texas than we do. I think that we're, like, they don't help near as many families as we do, but they have a lot more agents. I think we do a poor job at recruiting in those states. That's what's weird to me. Like, if you moved me today to Dallas, Texas, I'm just being honest, if you moved me, if, if Andrew, if you were in charge of the company, I said, hey, dude, what do I do? I want to help build. And you go, go to Dallas. You can trust and believe that I'd probably hire a 1,000 licensed agents in four weeks because they're there. I'd call them all all day long every day and want to know why they didn't want a comp raise. I'd give them a comp raise. And I'd teach people to be interested in what they're doing for their own family and then making 15, 20, 30, 40, 50% more, 60% more is better for their family and that they should do that. Um, 
So I think those are the best opportunities, really. I, I, you know, I mean, there's obviously some states that don't have many people. I mean, Montana's huge, and there's a million people. I mean, so I, I, you look at the densely populated states, and you look at, again, California, Florida, I mean, Miami. We've been doing this with Miami for seven years now. Just try to get enough people to get down there and protect these families. But what's sad for me, to be really honest with you, is here's the, now I want to say better question, the, it's worse, the more morbid question, how many of those families are going to have a death or disability that nobody calls? All of that. Well, they're all eventually going to do. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's okay. A better question. In the next 30 days, how many of those families are going to have something happen that precludes their ability to either get it or they they die and there's no death benefit? That's the sad part. And we've all had death claims on leads that we those have been around for long enough that have gotten leads. My first death claim was only because I bought all the leads in all the counties in the state of Connecticut. Okay, now Connecticut's not California, or I got it, but I was like, had I not bought every lead that week that was available, how old it didn't matter to me, I would not have had that, 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 and it wasn't one of my top, it just was there, and it was internet lead. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, so we will be, thank you for coming in, by the way. You got it, man, thanks for having me. Um, we're gonna be in here for a few weeks until factory fresh. Hey man, whatever, whatever he's got a he's got a bunk bed in there. That's pretty exciting. No more hammock, yeah. no more hammock, baby. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week, Saturday. You can submit your questions, Drew. We, yeah. We're gonna do we have a short link for them to su submit questions or no? If not, we'll get it by next week. We can create one. Okay, we'll make that yeah. so people can submit them. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Sean, for coming in. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it.